Alright, here I got you, hold up. <clears throat> Welcome to the second season of Your Favorite Characters Sucks, a show where we each argue for our favorite characters in whatever show, movie, book series, or video game we're covering. <laughs> is that is that roughly what we're doing here? Oh, we all have to put on that voice? It's hilarious. Welcome no, to the second it. season of Your Favorite Character Sucks, a show where each of us argue for our favorite character in whatever show, movie, book series, or video game we're covering. Alright, Matt, your, your turn. Now, legitimately though, why are we doing this? Because we already do have an intro for season one. Yeah, well, just just do it. Just right, read it. I'm gonna go for a little different approach here. <clears throat> who is the best aesthetic and story? Who makes the most sense? And who do we want to hang out with the most? <laughs> At the end of each episode, we crown one character the best character, who will then go on to compete in our best, best of the best, 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 finale. best finale. On today's episode, Star Wars, the original trilogy. Today we're, we're talking about the original Star Wars era, and uh, just as we did in the prequel episode that you heard a couple of weeks ago, we're, we're not just talking about the movies, we're talking about books, comic books, whatever you've seen, read, watched, played, video games, doesn't matter. Anything from the era, what? In, uh, like, after uh, Anakin gets the Darth Vader helmet on. After Order 66. Yeah. After Order, uh, well, you know, you got Anakin killing younglings and stuff. You got to put that in prequels. But Not I think Darth after, Vader, so. after Darth Vader rises and, and says no to Darth Vader saying, uh, take off my helmet so you can see, so I can see your face, you know, to Luke. And like everything, well, no, even, even past yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I thought we were expanding into the extended universe yeah, a small yeah, yeah. degree. I think. I think going into like Thrawn trilogy and stuff like that, I think that works. That, that's that's probably as far as you need to go because that's a little bit post. But yeah, a then again, bit. then again, that era is completely gone. You know, canonically according to Disney, which honestly, who gives a fuck what Disney says? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I really don't like. Honestly, like they they made a really bad trilogy. So why why would I care what they think? Yeah, I'm gonna like the Star Wars I like, and if you're listening to this, you're gonna listen to it. <laughs> the Star Wars that I like. <laughs> Um, we're joined today, uh, by returning for fourth time on the podcast, I believe. Right. Uh, Emily? fourth or fifth. I'm not sure. Actually. Yeah. Something like that. Wow. Someone's popular. Maybe the fifth. Yeah. I think it's the fifth time. Yeah. Yeah. Revenge of the fifth. Um, <laughs> yes. and, uh, and then we've also, we're also joined by somebody who we didn't even introduce, I think in the episode that he was originally on, but, yeah. uh, our friend, our friend, Michael Curry, who, uh, joined us remotely to do the game of Thrones episode yeah. and is now joining us remotely for two reasons, uh, because we're all remote and, uh, because he lives in a different city, but I think yeah. we're here, just right? so used to talking to Curry about like game of Thrones and stuff. We didn't even think to introduce him no it was just yeah, yeah well just you know i have so much fame in john uh his uh circles because of my brief stint on john gets lit john gets lit <laughs> yeah <laughs> everyone knew him true we yeah we recorded uk kaze we filmed uh, against the wishes of uh, uh the johnson space center yeah true. we filmed a uh, yeah, UK Kaze. Where there is a will, there is a way. Much like in my episode, also, we're just constantly defining yes. rules on that show. I really, uh, I will do whatever it takes. Technically, we didn't break the rules at Johnson Space Center. They just almost screwed us over. Yeah. Oh yeah. They really did not want to let me in. All right. So now it's time to 
start with the first character. Who wants to go first? Anybody? I, I can if I have to. Let's have you go first, yeah. Yeah. All right, let me decide on which character I'm going to do real quick. Wait a quick. second. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's only Jar right. Jar, young Anakin, but... Yeah, well, they're not in the original Wait series. Wait a second. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I think I, 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 I love Luke Skywalker, and I think that so many people hate on him that one of the reasons I wanted to argue for him was because just to like push back against the haters. <laughs> but instead, I'm, instead I'm going to do that in the form of an honorable mention. So I'll, I'll stick with a different character. And that character is DV, Darth Vader himself. So Darth Vader, I, I, the reason I switched to him is because I watched Rebels. I, ha- I didn't rewatch the original trilogy because I've seen them a bajillion times. So I, I went and watched Rebels to prepare. And I was looking for Thrawn and other characters that I really love from the extended universe that, kind of, that got put in that series. But then when Darth Vader comes in and literally every character just shits their pants. <laughs> and, and I just remember, and, and Thrawn also has that sort of presence with the, I think I was telling you, like the organ music. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's really cool. But, but when Darth Vader comes on the scene, there's an undeniable just like a sense of dread. And, and it's, he's just, he's, he, he, he evokes really strong emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, got to be one of the top 10 villains of all time, like in cinema history. He's just so his just seeing him makes you feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, there's got to be something to that. I can argue for this character. You know, I would argue that he's not even one of the main focal points of the original trilogy. Like, yes, he's the bad guy, but I it's mostly just him yelling at people and like force choking them like you did that. You fucked this up. Um, and then you get two fights with Luke, you know, and that's really Darth Vader's character. Um, but, um, you know, with the extended universe and other things, you get a lot more of a look at him. And, uh, like I said, just the emotion, the raw emotion that you feel when, when you see him, they use him time and time again, like on Rogue One and on Rebels and on like video games, they use him so much to just be like, Hey, we're going to freak you the fuck out with a really cool Darth Vader scene. Mm-hmm. Like they always just throw Darth Vader in to like give you chills or like make you make you lose your shit. If you so, didn't leave yeah. Rogue One needing new pants for one reason or another, oh my then God, you didn't yes. watch that movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm going to have to dig and figure out what I think about the character, but I think just definitely the emotion that he evokes is is just enough to make him got to be one of the best characters. Yeah. Hmm. All right, I can All go right. next because I'm also doing a villain. <laughs> so you just mentioned him, but uh, I'm doing Grand Admiral Thrawn. Very good. Which is... Predictable. Wait, what? <laughs> well, one I was going to say, I, I don't really know if that many people know who he is. I'll be mm-hmm. honest, it, I didn't like until I watched... If you're like a movie purist, then you probably don't. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. if you've had any opportunity to or interest in reading the extended universe, his books are episodes 7, 8, and 9. Yes, like for what sure. they are yeah. in any, everyone's Definitely. heart. But what sucks is, so you've already mentioned, you know, the canon differences also. But so Thrawn has kind of two different storylines. Yeah. Because so which have... Thrawn are we talking? Yeah, <laughs> well, he can talk both. Yeah, am I going to just pull in aspects of both, I guess? I mean, he is still the same character. Yeah, I mean, Thrawn and Rebels the same. is kind of just like a watered-down experience of the real Thrawn. 
Yeah. Jeez. When we did uh, <laughs> when we did Batman, you can you can do you can pick and choose from any storyline. That's line. very so true. So I think yeah. Talk so about yeah, both. his original appearance is in you know the Thrawn trilogy, which was written I don't even know in the nineties, right? Eighties, eighties and nineties. Okay. I think. And Late then, 80s or early 90s. you know, after Disney bought Star Wars, they kind of changed what is considered canon, but they brought him back because he's such a good character. Yeah. And uh, made him they even the had main the original author write a new book for him. That is true. Yeah. That's so weird. So, yeah, I think he for Star Wars fans who go beyond the movies, he is a, a fan favorite, it seems. Darth Vader is you know, without a doubt, like the most iconic and possibly coolest character in Star Wars. But I like Thrawn as a villain because for him to still be so successful and intimidating mm-hmm. without the Force yes. is very impressive. Yes. And he is an alien in mm. the Empire, which is yes pretty anti-alien. It's, uh, you right. know, all of its top officials are human. They barely have, I don't know, any non-human involvement in terms of like their governing structure, but he works his way up the ranks because he's just so good at what he does. And in the books, he takes over the Empire like yes. completely after they're defeated in the movies. He is the Empire, yeah. Yeah, and I, I like to see that. Like, I like to see his direction because, you know, he's not... Since he's not Sith, he doesn't have this sort of dark side evil agenda. While he's still, the Empire is still, in my opinion, an evil, you know, structure. Yeah. I think his decisions are more based on reason. He's doing what he thinks will strengthen the Empire, make it successful without having this, you know, sort of spiritual force influence. He's more of a warlord than just a villain. Yeah, exactly. So I like to see that side because before that, you know, the struggle has constantly just been light versus dark. Yeah. And he is more of just an actual, like you said, warlord or government figure. Well, and me and you should tell the story together because I meant to tell it last time when I chose Sidious as my character. Mm -hmm. But Thrawn, Thrawn is embroiled in it too. I think Thrawn is the only other person besides Sidious, who knows the true purpose for the Empire. Mm. So we can talk about that after everybody else introduces their characters. So who's next? Okay. Please go Uh ahead. (laughs) Okay, I want to go next. So I have Han Solo. Mm -hmm. Um, And the first thing I'd like to point out about these movies is the inconsistency in which characters pronounce other characters' names. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because (laughs) I've heard Han, I've heard Han, Like, well, there's really only two ways to pronounce his name. (laughs) However, (laughs) that's how they do it. It's like, uh, that kind of bothered me. And some of them say, like, instead of saying Leia, they say Leah and, or all kinds of other stuff. And I'm like, really? Why? I never even caught that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, you know, I never saw Solo. I just saw the trailer where they do the cute little thing where, um, uh, fucking what's his name Lando meets Han 
he goes Han, and he goes, my my name's Han, and he goes, all right, Han, and he just caught like he, he's doing it to troll him. So it's they, they yeah. kind of like retro, they retroactively I mean, explain. Let's it. be fair here. This is a whole galaxy. They may have some accents. Yeah, true. That's true too. <laughs> yeah, but I, I liked how they fixed that. That's cute. Because Lando always says Han. Yep. Always. So, and I think, well, I guess I didn't pay enough attention to it, but I feel like. Carrie Fisher goes back and forth sometimes. Oh, really? I think. I could be totally wrong, though. Maybe I was just, I just found it obnoxious, but. I didn't even know Carrie Fisher was in that movie. I thought it was just Princess Leia. (laughs) You didn't see the cameo? Yes, (laughs) sorry. So he's kind of the cool guy, right? I mean, he's your comic relief. He's, uh, he's cocky, yet very casual. Um, so you're saying you don't need a CGI guy stepping in poop to make you laugh. Right. You can just have a cool <laughs> dude who makes who says funny things. Okay, cool. So I think he helps drive the plot many Definitely. times because, I mean, you end up in Jabba's palace oh, or whatever man. because of him. The whole reason yeah. they go there in the first place is because he gets screwed over by Lando. Um, mm-hmm. But... He also helps with the the whole love connection between him and Leia. So that's bringing in like the sappiness of everything. Um, mm-hmm. And which I think is really funny is that he's completely oblivious. He like tries to act like he's not in love with her at first. And you get the classic line, I love you. I know. Oh, so and good. then whenever he he's like convinced that she's in love with Luke before he knows that they're brother and sister and he's like yeah. whatever like I won't bother y'all blah 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 and she's like you're an idiot like he's my brother I mean it to be fair <laughs> at first at first even the creator of Star Wars didn't know that they were going to be brother and sister he had them he had them kiss in the first movie so uh, yeah. same so we can forgive Han <laughs> right okay good yeah. um <laughs> so yeah I just think he's he provides a lot of the comic relief from all the stressful things that are going on in the universe. Mm -hmm. Um, He creates a lot of chaos because of who he is and uh, just his upbringing. But he also, I think it's kind of funny that he's skeptical of anything that wasn't his idea. And then it happens and he's like, oh, yeah, I did that, you know, like tries to take credit for it or act like it wasn't a big deal in the first place. Um, So, yeah. And then he often will come back to save the day, even after he uh, is skeptical about something. Then that's true. He's like, I got to go get my money. Like, I'm in this for the money. And then he's like, all right, I feel bad now. These are my people. And he comes back. Yeah. So. I also love how, um, like, no matter how powerful Luke gets or, like, there's a Jedi around anything like that, like, he just doesn't really give a shit. Like, he's just, like, Jedi Schmedi. Like, he, he, he always seems like, you know, it's no big deal. Yeah. And o- other people are impressed and he's not. Yeah. And constantly refers to him as kid. Like, yeah. always. He's kid. <laughs> hey, kid. <laughs> All right, Curry, you got this? Uh, yeah. So I chose Leia. For the two reasons of the original trilogy and the Thrawn trilogy. Uh, she mm. pretty much carries the entire Rebellion and then New Galactic Republic on her back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. While also being like the source, a source of wisdom for Han. A source of support for Luke. 
and getting shit done just constantly uh and has no fear of like of opposition like even the right. pretty much the very first scenes you see of her are her just like lying straight face to Darth Vader and in the face of her home planet getting destroyed and she still Insane. just you know doesn't buckle um so yeah, yeah she, she's pretty baller and i think that she's a really early example of a well-written strong character that did not feel out of place um mm-hmm. like a lot of movies have characters where they are just like they are the strong character or they are cliche strong uh but we get a character that's got like actual weaknesses and strengths and like a head on her shoulders despite being a princess yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. even though she starts off as and you think she's like the damsel in distress mm-hmm. it turns out she's not you know like they come to rescue her and then it's very quickly her leading the rescue yeah yeah like <laughs> i even you know? um like specifically wrote down in my notes that it's kind of like Luke has this desire to want to leave the farm, quote unquote, because like I don't even know mm-hmm. what they're farming out there in the desert. They farm water, moisture, moisture excuse <laughs> me, ah, vapor. Okay. They're that vapor farmers, yeah. moisture um, vaporizers. Yeah, because I never yeah. caught that. Um, he has this such a strong desire to leave, and Leia is has been part of this whole rebellion her entire life and ha- yeah. like you even see in rebels they do mm. at least one episode um yes where she's she's in charge of driving this ship and creating mayhem so it's yeah. like it tells the story of how the rebellion got these types of ships yeah yeah she's like she's like the incompetent like pretending to be the like incompetent teenager who's like losing all these ships to the rebels and if you consider rogue one they literally escape like from inches away from darth vader in the same ship that darth vader catches them on in episode four start yes and she just straight up lies to him that it's like a they're on a diplomatic mission just like yeah. yeah, I know you literally saw us drive away. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, we're we're immune. God dang it! And that's after um, uh, Captain Antilles got choked to death by him. Yeah, I forgot. I completely, I did not expect you to bring up her Thrawn moments, but you're right. The Thrawn trilogy, she's also a very strong character. Yeah, in that. not only does she fight on the diplomatic scale for the entire Republic. She literally goes and like raises a rebellion of aliens against yes. the Empire. God dang, what do they call the... the Nogri on honor? Nogri, yes, which are very important in the uh, the books. Yeah. Nogri stay important for a long time. Thrawn doesn't. Well, spoiler alert. We we can talk about that later. Yeah, but spoiler isn't, isn't for that this forty his... year old book. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, how does he lose on Rebels? I haven't seen him. Does he get? Destroyed uh, on Rebels. The only I thing I, I, as far as I the... saw, okay, I won't spoil it. For oh, well, don't spoil it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not I, the it's same. Fine. <laughs> it's not the same. No. Like the book okay. is different cool, from. In I the like book, it. Um, in the book, he has these Nogri aliens like serving him, because they used to serve Darth Vader. But then they find out that Leia is Vader's daughter, and so they serve her. And I think one of the Nogri like assassinates Thrawn. Right. Yeah. After they find out that the imp, after she basically spends an eternity convincing them 
or discovering and convincing them that the empire is like destroying their food stock on purpose yeah, so they yeah, can never grow. Uh, That's right. She helps them find like a new habitable area of land and later a planet, and they basically yeah. uh, Thrawn's personal bodyguard kills him. Yeah, yes. it's, it's I, like his assassin that travels with him. Yes. Yeah, Rook. and again, I'm I'm gonna try to consistently shit on the the third trilogy that came out, uh, you know, in the, the late 2010s. <laughs> <laughs> the third trilogy. <laughs> I thought they still hadn't finished the making those yet. <laughs> oh, they finished those. Um, but I'm gonna shit on them because, like, that's how you take a character who's not the like main Jedi character and make them important to the story. I remember in uh, the last movie that I saw of the new trilogy, which was The Last Jedi, Finn, who I thought was a really cool character that had a lot of potential, he did nothing that movie. He did yeah. fucking nothing. Nothing that he did actually amounted to anything in the story. And like, yeah, you have Leia like going off on this diplomatic mission that I would, ends up uh... leading to the... To the defeat of the main villain, it's like very yeah. important. I would, if I, if I were allowed to, because right, you know, this, we're not allowed to use the new trilogy. I could also include the lore of how that oh, one time right. Leia got knocked out of a spaceship and then back in, and she and Mary that, that was all that happened. In. Yeah. <laughs> God dang it! Hi, my name's George Lucas. A lot of people have asked me why I decided to hand over the Star Wars franchise to Disney. But after the newest trilogy has finally closed, I think it's obvious. In my 30 plus years at the helm of Star Wars, I managed to write, produce, direct, and oversee many movies, dozens of animated series, and over a hundred different books. What else could I do with the Star Wars universe but hand it off to the next generation? and not Star Trek The Next Generation. Fuck those guys. No, I handed it off to Disney so that they could come up with fresh new ideas and characters. Like The Force Awakens, for instance. I was so surprised in that movie when the New Republic that was explored and built so extensively in the novelizations was just destroyed in one fell swoop by the Empire, I mean, uh, the First Order. So fresh, so different, and then, when Han Solo, the old mentor, led our young main characters to the evil base of the First Order, I was surprised once again when he was struck down and when that only seemed to make Rey stronger. Where do they get this stuff? And then for them to blow up the First Order's planet-destroying machine, I thought it was a brilliantly original spectacle and plot point. How could they one-up this except by completely pissing on the entire legacy of Star Wars with The Last Jedi? What a great way to make the franchise fresh. Spoiler alert for The Rise of Skywalker, but I was completely taken aback when the Emperor returned. And this time, he had a bajillion Death Stars. You can't make this stuff up. So for all of those Star Wars fans who were worried about Disney ruining their favorite space opera, worry no more. You're in Disney's hands. I've forgotten that in the pre-HD remaster versions of Star yes, Wars, which I watched yes. episode four and five he, of today. He does shoot, or Han shoots first, Greedo right? doesn't even shoot. He just gets blasted. Yeah, he just that's gets what I thought. Blasted. Yeah, I was thinking that he shot second because it's always like yeah. Han shot first. But it's actually just yeah. Han shot, period. Yeah. 
Greedo well, did it. No, Han just iced that. Yeah. Man. yeah. Well, and it's it's so annoying. You know, the, the it's the reason George Lucas said he changed it was because he didn't want Han Solo to be the type of guy that would just murder somebody. But oh fucking well, that's the character, dude. Yeah. Like, why would you write a character and then change it twenty years later? It doesn't make any sense. Because that stuff's not important, right? It, well, it is. I think it is important. I think it's important. I think it's important that the first time you see Han Solo, that's what he does because it teaches you who he is. Yeah. And I like who he is. He's well, the kind of guy that's going to fucking shoot first if he has to. Well, and I think based off of Han or Solo, what is the movie called? Solo? I think based yeah. off of that, like the, knowing yeah. his upbringing and like what he had to do to survive, it makes sense. Right. Yeah. So you're going to have like what? I mean, I know Anakin is, is becomes a bad guy, but you're going to have him, like, slaughter children in Revenge of the Sith, but you can't have Han shoot a guy who's trying to kill him? <laughs> Come on, dude. Like, yeah. it doesn't yeah. make any sense. But I think yeah, it no, is... Anakin slaughtering the children is way more absurd, is in my opinion. Insane, yeah. yeah. But also, I think it um, really attests to how people can change. Like, he has such a change of character. You go from... Um, surviving and doing whatever you can to survive to finding people yeah. worth fighting for and then you That's start showing up and you're loyal. That's what it is. I think you're right. I think he didn't have anybody that he cared to fight for and then I think Luke and Leia left such a big impression on him that yeah. he ha- he felt like he had to come back. Well, and even like losing um, I cannot remember her name right now but um, the one that was with him in Solo and he lost oh, her. I, so I can't say it because I also didn't watch it after the uh, epicness of eight. Was it? Uh, was it the mother of dragons? It was definitely the mother of dragons. Um, okay. <laughs> so I just can't remember Daenerys the character's name. She after losing her, and then he's pretty much. It's like he's friends with Lando, but then Lando's the same way. Like they're yeah. they're gonna take Lando's care of themselves. Himself. Yeah. Right. So yes, it's like this is the first time that he feels important. Well, and I, I think also he doesn't believe in anything other than himself. So like he doesn't believe in the force. He doesn't believe in the rebellion. He doesn't believe in any of that stuff, but like Luke and Leia prove both of those things to him. Like Luke proves to him that like the force is a thing with, you know, obviously with Obi-Wan's help. And then Leia proves to him that this rebel is worth, this rebellion is worth fighting for, and that there are people who really are passionate. It's not just some like thing you hear about; it's something real. And I think that turns him, you know. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's really good. I mean, I don't know what happened to George Lucas after the originals, but (laughs) the characters are freaking great in the original movie. Yeah, I think they are. I thought characters weren't important for cinema. No, yeah. that's what he said that's in that what, Yeah, yeah that's in, what I was getting at earlier when I was like, I thought yeah. that wasn't important. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Nolan was interviewing him uh, in like 2000, I don't know when it was, late 2000s or maybe 2010s. And he said that. He said that he had a, an argument with his college professor about how characters and plot, he even said plot is not important. And he said cinema is about like spectacle and stuff. And I was so, like, damn, dude. What I'm understanding is that episode eight was his favorite movie. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, yeah. But no, because that movie is all about yeah, the cinematic that movie experience. Is cinematic yeah. masterpiece, just a terrible but story. N- the plot and characters are bad. Yeah, <sighs> but yeah, um, but un- any- unlike in the Thrawn trilogy, wherein mm-hmm. Han is also a great character, and I think easily my number two choice. 
Uh, Remind me of Han in the Thrawn trilogy. I can't quite remember. Oh, I, mean, I, don't I know want he's to just an expecting points here, but uh, he basically <laughs> is going around doing all the underbelly work for Leia, and like finding places to hide her out oh. when the Nogri are trying to catch him. Uh, yeah, gathering smugglers and stuff to run shipping for the rebellion, their Republic, uh, because they're yeah. being dismantled by Thrawn. Um, let's let's also give an honorable mention to Lando, who does fucking great shit in the Thrawn trilogy, yeah. and he's like a real character you know, in the Thrawn trilogy, yeah. And yeah, was such a cool character in the original series that he has been in in everything else after that. Yeah, you know, anything that's yeah, he's he's stuck with the the series, even though he wasn't one of the main quote main characters. You know, yeah, yeah I like um, his cameos. <laughs> I like him a lot. Um. I, I just love I mean there really are good characters, you know, that you don't you don't see those in a lot of like mainstream things where it's like a character that you can't trust but that you need still and that will show up for you sometimes. Yeah. Like that's a cool character that you don't again, you don't see in a lot of these kind of movies. Yeah. Which I think is hilarious um, in these three original movies that um when they're like, Oh, I Han's like, I know a guy and Leah which she's like, Okay, I don't believe you. And then she's like, do you trust this guy? He says, no, I yeah. don't trust him. <laughs> yeah, no, of but course all, I don't trust he's him. He's all we've got. And then yeah, he betrays <laughs> them. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, yeah, I mean, he was under a lot of pressure. I mean, when you have fucking Darth Vader in your city. Yeah. And you know, and you know that like, you know, uh, 20 years back, he destroyed all of Kashyyyk and enslaved the Wookiee people like it's like you know this guy is really powerful so like if I if I don't listen to him then this cloud city could be just gone and it and it is gone yeah I think he does a really good job of um making up for that though Darth Vader I think um my character is is another character that kind of like Han sort of has given up on believing in things I think he's given up on believing in like well for definitely the Jedi obviously he completely gave up on them but I think he's given up on on like good like he doesn't think that it's worth it um and yeah. uh I don't quite know exactly why he's fighting for the empire beyond just his initial relationship with Palpatine what? but I mean there definitely is a point where he stops trusting him because he wants to overthrow him I mean in the That's video the games thing. and also I don't I don't know what that dude's goals are <laughs> Yeah, I think his own power. I think he, well, when he when he meets Luke, he definitely wants to overthrow Palpatine. Yeah, because uh, he says you you know you and I can rule the galaxy as father and son. But like, what does he so, want to do that's different? I think he. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. He think just he wants to be the idea. one in charge. My understanding he just he, was that Darth Vader worked for Palpatine due to fear. Yeah, no, I think at first it was trust, like he thought that he knew him, but yeah. then I think he must have realized at some point that this dude is just pure evil, and then he became his lapdog out of fear, yeah, out of like, I, I can't beat him alone, which honestly, I wonder, we, we had a debate about it last time, I don't know, could he have beaten him? Maybe he just, maybe it was in his head, like maybe he just didn't think he could, you know? <laughs> I mean, Sidious is very powerful in the Force, Yeah, but I feel like he couldn't, based on I don't what think we've he could, seen. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it is interesting, you know, he's the kind of guy that, like, he cuts off Luke's hand and his own son's hand and then says, join me, which it's just like, this is the kind of thing that Anakin has gone through, you know, like, he's been used, he's 
he's used to the kind of people who chew him up and spit him out and then say, come and I'll help you now, you know? And so this is what he extends to his son is like a trial by fire. You know, I mean, you say baptism. people, it's one person. He had people who supported him. Right. And he betrayed sure, but him. he didn't. Yeah, he didn't think that they did support him. And then, you know, we've talked about that extensively in the prequels. But um, <clears throat> yeah, that's the only thing. That's the main thing I don't like about the prequels is Anakin's journey, to be honest. But that's why I'm sticking. Darth Vader, I wouldn't pick him in the in the prequels, but I'm picking him in the OGs for sure. Um but then, uh, yeah, the really one of the coolest parts of of Star Wars, and this is one thing I saw in the George Lucas interview that that I was like, yeah, definitely, is his his main goal with Star Wars was he had been like studying a lot of theology and stuff in addition to like film, and he wanted the Force was like his way of trying to like mix and mash a lot of different like theological ideas from like all different religions into one, and you know make it a little mystical and make it a little real. And I think that the the final moments of the movie are the, my favorite part. And that's why I also want to honorable mention Luke. My favorite moment is the redemptive moment. The, the moment at the end where Luke, who like in that fight with his father, saw that his father wanted to rule with him, which meant that there was hope that he didn't just want to kill him, you know, that he wasn't just pure evil and um, believed that he could change him. And I think that makes Luke one of the most powerful characters in the series because he, you know, Obi-Wan in Rebels calls Luke the chosen one. He says, this this kid is the chosen one. Did y'all, did y'all see that or hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't, I still think that Anakin or, or Darth Vader is the chosen one because he's the one who finally does it. Although it is Luke who does, I mean, okay, bring, quote, bring balance to the force, right? That's Anakin. Mm-hmm. He he killed all the Jedi. So inarguably, and the Sith. really, he yeah, and most yeah, and then also in the end, he is the direct thing that kills the Sith, right? But if Luke hadn't done what he did, there wouldn't have been an opening. You know, Sidious wouldn't have left himself open. Um, and so yeah, I think Luke is a really great character because of the moment where he is standing there above his father, and he chooses to do the thing that his father never could, which is he throws his lightsaber down and says, "I would rather accept death." Than kill, especially for you, and um, and he he's a martyr. I mean, he, that that's like his his Jesus moment. It's really cool, and um, it turns a man who lost his who thought he lost his children and knew he lost his wife and like you know lost everything in the past and uh, you know it turned him and in the last moment and and redeemed him, and I thought that was really cool, um, for both characters. Yeah, it's a shame that his sister was a better character. <laughs> but yeah. also, I mean, <laughs> sure, but that I moment I think is just such a powerful moment. If he had been loyal to Sidious, Darth but he Vader? already wanted to kill Sidious. Sure, and so, but he—it's not as much of a redemption to me because. Yeah, I just think Luke had to show him the way and and Luke throwing his lightsaber down and not putting him down and then calling out father and stuff like that. It was really what turned him. Yeah, I was thinking the like, I haven't watched these three movies in such a long time that it was almost like watching them for the first time again. And Mm -hmm. I specifically thought back to Anakin, like at that part with uh, Luke and Darth Vader 
how Anakin struggled so much with his identity and like, yeah, he and Luke knows who he is. Yeah, he's pulled in so many different directions, and then in this moment, he he finally sees his son and who his son has turned into, and I feel like he falters back to the boy who doesn't know who he is. So yes. he he does try to redeem himself a little bit, but he also yeah. is like, you know, this is it for me. Don't try to save uh, me. Darth, yeah, Anakin slash Darth Vader is a lost soul for sure. Like he doesn't, he he's he's he has no mores. But I think that what Luke shows him is that the most he, Luke does something that Darth Vader could never do, which is choose love and faith in other people over like personal power and destruction. Yeah. It's the most powerful moment in all of Star Wars, and it's also the reason why I will I, I will not see a majority of Star Wars films by Disney. Are you because telling me that that's in, it, more powerful than Yub Nub. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, Yub. Okay, besides Yub Nub, which is erased from Star Wars canon, also you have to look it up on YouTube or own the originals to see it. Um, but anyway, the reason I won't watch the Disney films is because they completely. That's my favorite moment. And then they completely fuck Luke's character up because they blame him for Kylo Ren turning to the dark side by saying that Luke tried to kill him in the middle of the night. Luke Skywalker, he would never. Is the kind of guy, <laughs> you know, he he's the kind of guy who saw a sliver of light in Darth Vader and was willing to give up his life for that. Why would he go and assassinate his nephew in the middle of the night? It it makes no sense. It was clearly written by somebody who does not understand the character of Luke Skywalker and just wanted to use him to further the plot. And yeah. so I was like, fuck these movies. I'm not watching any more Disney Star Wars movies because okay, of that. Okay, while I don't, I while so I don't disagree off. with you, let me pose this question, though. Yeah. If Anakin can go from slaughtering babies <laughs> to saving his son's <laughs> life, why can't Luke go on the opposite journey of going from saving his father to killing, to a killing baby? his nephew? <laughs> How do you how do you go though from being the kind of person who's willing to die for for a sliver of hope to because being the kind of person up, who he's no longer a hopeful youth and he realizes that the world sucks ass and there's no know, saving man. humanity. He was raising a, a new Jedi Order and then Look, he, he had a bad Some shit clearly had, happened between no. six and seven because the Repu- Republic never existed. Right. He had a bad dream about Kylo Ren and then decided to go kill him. Like, come on, dude. Like, dude, that guy was tripping on blue Padme, milk. And that's what sent no, him down Anakin the dark. had multiple <laughs> visions for years. And yeah, but he also had somebody twisting him, Darth Sidious, which Luke would never do. Again, Luke is willing to throw down his life rather than join the dark side. Yeah. Um, anyway. Doesn't he join uh, the dark side in the books intentionally? Yes, but it's to. Uh, get close enough to a revived this is not a good part of the books but it's to get close it's, <laughs> yeah. it's to get close enough to a revived Darth Sidious that he can kill him to uh, be honest pretty cool. I, uh, I don't believe in Legends canon only Zahn canon yeah that's true um, there are some good books besides that yeah, by, by the way I want to bring up I want to bring up Outbound Flight Brandon and we can talk about it together did you ever read Outbound Flight or just a throne no I didn't read that one okay so I'm sorry guys I know I've been talking a lot. We'll do we'll do we'll do heavy Han and Leia after this, okay? Um, so outbound flight, and this is this will be new new for you, Emily, too. Yeah. I think. Um, outbound flight takes place in the prequel era, but it's the first time chronologically that we see Thrawn, um, because there's an outbound flight of Jedi's going to explore the far reaches of the galaxy, 
And we finally learn why Darth Sidious does the things he does. And this is why I picked him in the prequel episode and I forgot to mention it. So if you haven't listened to the prequel episode, go back, but add this to the argument now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Cross-reference. Basically, uh, (laughs) it, it, it turns out that Darth Sidious was trying to stop this outbound flight. Like he actually, he was so good. We talked about how he was so good at being treacherous and sneaky. He almost plays his hand in this moment because there's a group of Jedis and, and colonists going out to the outer reach of the galaxy. And Darth Sidious is like stopping at nothing to try to destroy their ship. And the reason why is because he knows that there is a small contingent of these aliens called the Yuzon Vong that are on the outskirts of the galaxy. And that if the Jedi get to them, that they'll capture the Jedi and that they'll learn secrets of the Republic. And then the Yuzon Vong are going to invade and conquer the whole galaxy. And Darth Sidious knew this because he had future sense, you know, that kind of thing. And he he saw the galaxy falling to these aliens. And so the reason, uh, Emily and other listeners who haven't heard this, <laughs> the reason that Darth Sidious was forming the Empire was because in his visions, he saw that if the galaxy was not centralized, that they were going to fall like dominoes to these aliens. And guess what? In the books they fall like fucking dominoes because Luke ruins Darth Sidious's plan. He defeats the Empire. Luke's and then actually the biggest the gal- villain, if you think about it. The galaxy... Yeah. <laughs> no wonder galaxy, he killed his nephew. But, <laughs> so then the galaxy's like a bunch of squabbling squabbling democracies and meanwhile uh COVID nineteen I mean the Yuzon Vong are eating them up. Oh, well, eating we just them got up pulled from one, YouTube. <laughs> one planet at a time. Um the Yuzon Vong just eat them up. And if Darth Sidious had, had his way, the Empire would have been able to unify and fight against the Yuzon Vong. So anyway, Thrawn is there sort of stuck in the middle of this outbound flight, like, should I stop them? Should I not? And Darth Sidious is like representative or maybe Darth Sidious directly through like a hologram. I can't remember. Basically explains, explains the plan to Thrawn that like there are these aliens out there called the Yuzon Vong. We have to be unified to stop them. And that's why Thrawn buys into the Empire because he is like, oh shit, we need to prepare for this new, this invasion that's going to come down the line. And so once and, the um, Emperor falls, yeah. you know, Thrawn still takes it upon himself to sort of keep the Empire going and yeah. continue that mission. Despite the fact that they fucking treat him like shit because he's an alien. Yeah. He's like... Because he knows there's a greater goal. Like, he was in charge of... Like, he was the admiral of, like, the Outer Rim, right? The Grand Admiral. Yeah, so he Uh, was in unknown reaches, not even the Outer Rim. Oh, okay. So even, like, further. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, he wasn't allowed to... Even though he's a high-ranking official, he, he wasn't as involved as an alien until the emperor is defeated but so what is the reasoning behind that though what what, what is the fuels the what? racism of the empire um i i think that sidious just knows like um like you know current presidents of the united states that scapegoating can can consolidate power i mean i think that's I just what so. he's doing i would just think that he would be willing to like well you want to know the truth Use whoever you can. Like, I feel like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he would take yeah, the, the truth, best from anyone and manipulate them. The truth is that George Lucas was basing it off of the Nazis, and that's yeah, why. That's true. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't much beyond that. But it's just, yeah, like, once you get into more lore about Star Wars and stuff, yeah. you just wonder why. Yeah, it's it's weird. And it also is weird why, why, why are humans are the most dominant. We talked about that in the prequels, too. 
Um, it's it's literally just like, oh, uh, you know, I want to put this mysticism together. I'm going to use a little bit of history. And so he did like a Nazi thing. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's necessary, honestly. And it's not even really mentioned that much in the movies, to be honest. Like, they don't really say that much in the OG movies. It's not mentioned, yeah. It's just anytime you see the Empire, it's just... It's humans, it's yeah. humans with random British accents sometimes, as opposed to... Yeah, like Mon Calamari A mix of people with American accents. <laughs> Which is cool. I mean, yeah, the movie is the movie is saying like uh, diversity, and you know, it's 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 championing all those things. You One know? of the things I always kind of assumed was the case, uh, and this is more my personal theory, and probably not actually based in reality, was the assumption that uh, there's times where like Force users have trouble reading alien minds, and as the Empire Emperor was very much involved in reading other people's minds and controlling and manipulating them. Maybe that was a potential weakness. Is it that they can't manipulate aliens very well? Or is it just, I thought there was just certain aliens, certain that... aliens, but you know, if you can just block, if you can guarantee do it to humans, just use humans. Right. See, but like, also true. why the fuck are we calling them aliens? Who are aliens? There's, all, there's a million <laughs> planets aliens to who? To the empire, dude, to the humans, the humans are aliens too. Like it does, nah, but it doesn't make any sense. Not the to empire. Me. Where did the humans hail from? We don't know. There's like Coruscant and a couple. No, there's, there's well, I mean, a couple I know that, that, now, but I'm saying they had oh. to have come from like a single planet, right? Oh, right. Maybe yeah, there's just a lot of humans. Where, where, um, where Han is from? What is it called? Corellia. Corellia. Corellia is a human planet. Um, yeah, I mean, apparently fucking, uh, I don't know. There, there's a bunch, but yeah, it's, it's just not well thought out. I don't think the race thing. And then whenever, you know, George Lucas does try to bring in new races in the prequels, he bases them off of, like, uh, racial stereotypes and stuff. And so it's just, just stay away from it, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I learned an interesting fact through mm-hmm. choosing Han as my person um, that apparently a lot of the weapons used in the movies were... I don't know if they were like decommissioned World War II weapons or something like that. Right. Um, but all they did to them was like they modified them to look more space-like, I guess. Um, so yeah. Han's gun well, could technically, we could say that it was used in war. <laughs> damn. I know that like you look at the Empire guns, they they are very reminiscent of like those like what German Ruger pistol type look yeah. in World yeah. War II. Yeah. And then also before he even wrote the script to the movie, he had mapped out dogfights for like space battles. Like he had already done that first. Because again, all he cared mostly about spectacle. We should also mention um, how everything just kind of looks like shit in the originals compared to like the prequels. Right. The prequels, everything's crisp and clean. Something yeah. that they did an amazing job of Rogue One, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> was, Rogue One. Yeah. Dude, but yeah, that's Star Wars is like the first sci-fi. Well, yeah, it's one of the first sci-fi that like it seems more real because you can see scuffs and scratches and dents and and you know dust. Grime, like it yeah. just it's yeah grime. Like, what do you think a fucking spaceship's gonna look like after years and years of use by like a couple of <laughs> you know a couple of smugglers? Like it's well, gonna also, be it's, well. it's like anything that is not in the Empire is just like so dirty decrepit because they have to be like underground yeah i was gonna say the same thing and then um how 
I specifically thought about um, the last time that Luke goes to visit Yoda. I was like, why does he look so dirty? Like, does he not clean himself or anything? Because his this little, on the run, man. little puppet man, he's on the is like... Up. <laughs> it's wild. That dude was literally... He was literally holding on just long enough to train Luke. Like, that dude was on the verge of death for the last, you know, decade or so. Yeah, we haven't even talked about Yoda yet. I know. Let's We're an hour <laughs> into our... Yoda. We're so an hour into our app. No Yoda. He... I think it's kind of weird going from uh, seeing who he is in Clone Wars and then Rebels, which he, I guess he's really not in Rebels, but um, no, it is very weird. He, but hearing, he, you do hear his voice on a couple episodes, and I did yes, like that. Yes, that's what it was. So, yeah. um, in the temples, but it's <laughs> yes. weird how how different he is when you first meet him in A New Hope. Or wait, was it A New Hope or the second yeah, movie? No, Empire. Empire, yeah. Empire, yeah. So when you first meet him, he's like crazy. He's giggling. Oh, he, he like is. he's he lost his mind. Like, no, he's straight up insane. No, well, he's testing. I think he's testing Luke. He likes to be to, cheeky. To and see his I, patience? or He wants to see. Yeah, he's, he's testing his patience, but he's also like, yeah, I think he's testing him in a number of ways. Yeah. Yeah, because he's giggling and throwing stuff around and rummaging through his things. Yeah, but even in that movie, there's a hard left turn where he's talking to the ghost of Obi-Wan. He's like, really, this kid? So, like, yeah, I think it was an <laughs> act to test Luke. I just think he was insane from the get-go. He is. And that was just a particularly bad episode of it. Yes. Even in the prequels, he was insane? A little bit, yeah. Just a little kooky. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do feel like like obviously there's signs of him him being past his prime in the prequels, but still yes. like his his health degrades badly over those twenty years of being yeah. alone. Considering eating frogs he's been alive for like for what nine hundred years, hundreds of years, nine hundred well, years. Yeah, that last twenty you was know. rough. <laughs> says nine hundred. He could be like forty five, and we wouldn't know. Yeah, I mean, that's true. They do say. They do say that like animals in captivity versus animals in their natural habitat, like they live like half the time or something like that. So it could just have been like the isolation and the you know having to live on that I shitty think that swamp is his planet. Natural habitat. He looks at home in the swamp. Think, yeah, I guess. I think he's made a home. I don't, but I think he was at home as the fucking head of the Jedi Council. I think that's yeah, his no, home. for sure. It's also weird that there's oh. so little lore still about like his species no nah, dude true yeah they're doing it though with mandalorian i i will not watch it but they're doing it wait so. you won't watch it no i Episode told you i don't want I, john was done i don't like disney star wars oh, yeah those aren't them. even like made by the same people i know mando fuck. is so good taika taika waikiki or however you say his last name ytt yeah he's um one of the many uh producers on there and is he ig88 he d he voices a lot of various characters. He's I really is like Mando. Is that even <laughs> or is that just another? Is that another assassin robot one. that looks like him? Okay, yeah, I, I've heard it's good. I just yeah, they 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 upset me so much because again, my favorite moment they ruined it with by betraying that character in my opinion. <laughs> um, they ruined it by making but, uh, an entire movie which had nothing happen in it for me. That that's true too. Um. Any other honorable mentions for characters? Jabba the Hutt, I think, is pretty Fucking iconic. Obi Wan, Jabba, Obi Wan Kenobi, pretty cool for sure. Um, well, okay, let's talk about Obi Wan first. I forgot how little he was actually in it. Yeah, he's yeah. he's not in it very much. Yeah. No. 
Obi-Wan and Rebels, that one fight scene, super sick. Yeah. Emily, have you watched that scene? I, I'm about to tomorrow, but it's... I no. Well, it's right. Talk about it. I don't want... Like, so... Oh, it's... That's it. It's just sick. There's there's nothing yeah, it's else so needed. Sick. I knew he was coming because I... I I constantly look at IMDb uh, at at the specific episodes to see who all voices the characters and stuff. And um, I accidentally saw that he was coming up next. We just haven't watched the episode yet, but I knew he was coming. (laughs) But yeah, anybody that has not seen Rebels yet, I was one of those people. I'm I'm always one of those people who's like an animated series. Well, I don't know about it. Yeah, they punch stormtroopers out and stuff like that. It's very child friendly (laughs) and like teen friendly. But Rebels... It didn't good. get nearly as much yeah. attention as Clone Wars, but I think no, it was very Clone good. Wars, I, I think Rebels is better than Clone Wars. I think it's really Wars. good. Actually, that's who my I kind of have two honorable mentions, sort of. Yeah. Um. So my the first one is um, how do you say her name? Mon Mothma. Which which character? Describe her. She's the is she a general? She, or no, she's a senator. I'm sorry, Senator Mon Mothma. Is that how you pronounce uh, Mon Mothma, it? Oh, yeah. Mon Mothma. Yeah. 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 So she, um, she's not, uh, like obviously one of the biggest characters, but her, her plans and what she does for the yeah. rebels is awesome. Like she, I think she helps drive she's a, a lot of that strategist. plot. Yeah, and then, um. My other honorable mention is Sabine Wren from Rebels. She is epic. I love her, yeah. I actually really like uh, Hera. I like the captain, I like, too. I, yeah. Yes, I really like her. I like all the characters on Rebels, except ex- except maybe the droid and the hairy guy. Oh, the my gosh. Hairy guy. They're, Chopper they're is my favorite. He's so funny. <laughs> I really do think Rebels, not only does it have good characters, but it it really does have the feel and spirit of the originals. And it's not just because of the music and stuff like that. It, it, it has the grittiness and it has the like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Like everything's hanging by a thread kind of feel. And I love it. It's, it's really yeah. good. We need to talk about Han and Leia a little more. Yeah. I've definitely well, said enough about Darth Vader. I mean, Leia is basically <laughs> a perfect character. So I don't know what there is to say. <laughs> That's um, all Yeah. She's the better of the two siblings. Uh, <laughs> no, she absolutely carries the trio. Of yeah, main she characters. carries the trio. She carries the rebellion. She like is shows no fear. Like the only time she ever is like afraid is for Luke uh, That's when true. he's going up to face Vader. Yeah. Yeah, she pretty much carries the Republic on her back in the extended universe. She grows in her Force powers. I love her attempt to save Han in uh, Jabba's palace as a bounty hunter so good. yeah yeah yes. she technically and does she kills him. jabba she yeah. fucking yeah, chokes out jabba that... <laughs> yeah oh, she's, she's the crazy. only character that so... can just massacre someone with a bikini and a collar and chain like, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i totally had that costume for halloween one year yep. um <laughs> which nice. i think i've admitted nice. before yeah i think um, so you have but but was it like plasticky or what was yeah, it? yeah i got rid of it it was cheap <laughs> well yeah i mean no one's gonna make like an actual metal bikini some like, that's people, way too yeah. much work if i yeah if i was people gonna go like to Rinfest, super cosplay it, yeah. then i would spend some time on it but um yeah just get I, some more blah <laughs> today watching the the third movie i could not take the scene seriously where after they get han out of the carbonite and they take them <laughs> yeah. to go be executed and because of family guy <laughs> 
<laughs> I cannot uh, watch it? that scene without cracking up laughing. I was dying laughing the whole time when they they all nod at each other and the way family guy oh, just God. like way overdoes that scene is <laughs> yes. just so funny. And it's the yeah, same they, music. They do the same like dun, Yeah. Dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> dun. Yeah. I gotta go rewatch that because it is really it's fucking so good. awesome. That um, and the last, I also last cannot, funny thing family guy did for sure. Yes. I also cannot um I can't, because of space balls, anytime someone says uh, that something's jammed, I I picture jam yeah. coming out of everything. Big jar of uh, yes. jam. raspberry. <laughs> Lone Star. Um, oh, honorable mentions. Uh, because the show is your favorite character sucks. Boba Fett <laughs> is literally a garbage can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he gets chest. Yeah, he yeah. does like nothing. He just like sounds cool and he looks cool. Yeah, he looks cool. And then That's he, cool. And then he, he shoots ass. a cable at Luke and then gets his gun cut and falls into the Tarlac pit. That's yep. like it. Yeah. yeah. No, no that dude really right. does suck. But he spawned an entire area yeah. of the galaxy, which is Mandalorians and bounty hunters. They don't exist without that character. Well, clearly That's bounty true. hunters well, without, exist because Without Leia. Jenga, right? Without Jenga Fett, right? Jenga. Yeah, well, we did. Yeah, but he wouldn't exist if it weren't for Boba Fett. He's true. literally just the inverse of a That's clone true. of Boba Fett. That's true. I get what you're saying now. Yeah. So Luke was saying, my Luke was saying that um, there's some theories about whether or not he actually died. Uh, oh, no, he didn't die. Oh, yeah, he comes back. In the extended universe, he blows himself out of the pit using a grenade. Whoa. Because he's the Mandalorian. Um,. They saved the character because they loved him so much for some reason. Literally just because the character design is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting to see if he shows back up in anything. Oh, you think? Like That's Mandalorian true. Or something? I mean, like if he comes into Mandalorian as an old guy or something. They definitely could, given what they did with Darth Maul now. Like the fact that oh he survived God. was canon now. Like, I yeah. can't stand that. <laughs> that Darth, said, Darth Maul, Maul was a really cool survived. character in Rebels. Uh, yeah. I think yeah, he was a cool so character weird. too. He has zero personality in the in the Phantom Menace. And That's what I was gonna he say. Dies. He's much more interesting in the show actually because he, he has lines. a personality. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's weird, words. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he, he's he not speaks, just a menacing yeah. figure. But I think, um, as far as like plot, he helps drive the plot because he inadvertently helps the rebels figure out some extra things about people you know yeah he's trying to figure his own shit out but then that helps ezra and kanan figure out things yeah well and that's the other thing i was going to say about um what's really cool and i think probably one of the biggest flaws of the prequels is brandon i remembered well and also editing it you said a lot that you felt like a lot of things were rushed like you know we all felt like anakin's downfall was rushed and we felt like him his change at the very end from like cutting off Mace Windu's hand and then killing younglings yeah, like exactly. so drastic. He's like crying after cutting off Mace Windu's arm, but then just slaughters babies. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about how we we talk about how we like Clone Wars and we talk about how we like Rebels. And I think the reason why is because like I think basically George Lucas made those two early because what really what what the prequels should have been was like a Game of Thrones style series, like Clone Wars. It should have been like a long series where we get to see a character fall, and you know, yeah. And we like Clone Wars more than the prequel movies, so I mean, they it could have been more successful as like a Game of Thrones style series. Oh yeah, but for sure. 
Rick really but split everything. Yeah, no, because it, and it is very political. Oh, it's extremely. Po- there's so many, dude. It could totally be seven seasons. Uh, I mean, it is. It's Clone Wars. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that the, the movies would have been better had they been given more time um, to develop. But you know, again, this is. I mean, TVs weren't. TV shows were not like that back then. So yeah. I mean, they kind of had a problem of needing flavor of you know the uh, flavor of the month villain for each movie, whereas. That's true too. In four, five, six, it's literally just Vader and Palpatine the whole time. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. they have and not even really Palpatine that much in the beginning. It's it's yeah. it's Vader in the first movie and then Palpatine in the second and third. Yeah. Um, but it is good. Um, speaking of cutthroat generals, I feel like we have to mention Tarkin. Grandma Tarkin is pretty epic. Yeah. He's... But he dies in the first movie, right? Yep, mm. on the Death Star. Oh yeah, because it's yeah. blown up. But but he is in both Rebels and Rogue One. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. He's uh, cool. Well, it doesn't he show up at the end of Clone Wars? He's Probably. the one that. Oh yeah, at the end, at the end of the Revenge of the Sith, he's there for sure. Yeah, because I think he's the he shows up and is the one that's trying to sentence Ahsoka. Oh really? I think I think the Ro- the the Rogue One movie characters are also really good. We could have probably chosen one character from that. I do like I, which... I do like Jen Jen Erso, but I have to admit, any of the movies that have come out in the last like five plus years, I have only seen them one time each. <laughs> yeah, I've so. only seen them once. I've watched Rogue One three times in theaters. Damn! Oh nice. man, it's good. It is really good. Rogue One is very good. It's one of my favorite movies that I've seen released in theaters. But yeah, the characters are not that memorable because they're literally designed for. But I think one they're movie. great. They're really yeah, good. To be expendable. Um, I like that yeah. guy who's like very pro rebel, but also like willing to do anything. Like he's a kind of a Han Solo, but with like Leia passion. You know, like he he, he <laughs> murders a fucking mm-hmm. informant in the very first scene he's in. And uh, it's really good. I like yeah. his character a lot. He he's conflicted the whole movie about whether or not he should do this or that, and you know, in the end, dies a hero. It's pretty good. Han Solo has always been one of my favorite characters because I think I think yes, I think Leia is a very strong character, but I think that Harrison Ford brings so much charisma to that role. That's he literally yeah. draws you in. Like when you see a scene with Han, you're ready for something funny or like cool to be said always. And it's not because of fucking George Lucas's writing. It's because of Harrison Ford and his delivery, I think. His yeah. genius lines such as, we're all fine here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. No, the, yes. The, <laughs> yeah. the acting. I think it's the acting. Because those, that line could have been read by another actor and it wouldn't have been as good. But the, yeah, that like squirrely like, uh, yeah, yeah, we're good. Like that's, he's so good at that. It, he forgot the line. It's, it's, well, no, it, well, it's he, so good. He, I've seen him criticize George Lucas. He was like, some of your diet, like I've seen them talk about it, like, he was like, some of the dialogue that George wrote for us was just insane. And, and I mean, and rightly so, because the movie's better with the changes that Harrison Ford made, you know? But I also yeah. like the line, you know, C-3PO tells him the odds of uh, surviving the asteroid field. Never yeah. tell me yeah. the odds. It's such a good line. It's funny. Like, it makes you smile because it's just ridiculous and uh, cool. Yeah. And uh, what else? I mean, yeah, I love you, I know. And then when fucking Leia flips it on him on, on the third movie, God, it's so good. Yeah. Also, Han Solo fucking, without that dude, you know, you don't blow up the Death Star. Both times the Millennium Falcon gets used or, you know, it, it either aids yeah, or directly he, does it. he shows back up. Yeah. Um, 
he's like, I'm out. And then he's like, how many people can say that they blasted Anakin Skywalker out of the sky? Like (laughs) Anakin's supposed to be an ace pilot. Technically he shot the other dude and the other dude fell. Hey, that's a seven, 10 split dude. That works. Uh, (laughs) How many people can say they drove out into the snow blizzards of hot yes good point cut open their future wife's younger brother into it and then slept in it with him <laughs> so strange but that is like that's kind of the first time that you see him being so caring because he was about to leave and then he's like wait luke didn't come back yes mm-hmm. and he just forgets his whole like i gotta go thing and then it's too late for him to leave yeah well, we need to talk about Thrawn. There was one more thing I wanted to say about Thrawn, but I can't. Well, we haven't really gotten into him. He's a, he's a tactician. We haven't talked about any of that. It just He is terrifying. I, lo- <laughs> I love Thrawn, but it's still like Star Wars relies heavily on just how iconic it is, mm-hmm. not on how good the characters are. I guess. So like no matter what, I can't beat Darth Vader. Well, okay. Then let me. I think Thrawn has an initial problem of also being a bit of a Mary Sue. The only mistake he really makes ever is just underestimating, like, bad luck, basically. Yeah. He's too optimized in his strategies, and then when he, if he overlooks something that's just, like, pure bad chance, then it really just screws him. All right, well, let's talk about this, about uh, Thrawn, then, because without Thrawn and without Timothy Zahn's series— do we even have a Star Wars book universe? Like, I that jump-started the entire book's universe. Um is is Thrawn trilogy so that character like spawned an entire section of Star Wars that obviously is not canon anymore but you know I again I disagree with that you know it's it's I think it should still be read it's really good stuff and Thrawn also like one of my favorite things about him in the book is that like he sets himself apart immediately from any of the characters we knew in the original uh, villains I mean because mm-hmm. they fail to capture the Millennium Falcon and instead of just like force choking somebody he like asks questions does analysis like figures out what went wrong and instead of like force choking the guy who fucked up instead he's like well that guy was never trained on how to do this so really the fault is in the training and so like what do we need to do we need to like yep. overhaul the training and like the person who's yeah, and tra- he like blames his commanding officer yeah the commanding officer's to blame so like, yeah it- no thrawn like darth vader he instills is fear in charge because he's strong he's not a good leader he does not nah. know how to manage He rules things. by fear, yeah. Yeah, and Thrawn actually understands how to work this, you know, hierarchy. Chain of command. Yeah, because he's an he's a military leader, whereas Darth Vader is just a guy who kills on his own. He doesn't... He got some power. He doesn't have to it. command <laughs> troops. Yeah, well, and he doesn't even have to be intelligent because he's so powerful. Yeah, and yeah, I think that is, you know, one of Vader's weaknesses and... The reason Thrawn excels after, you know, the Sith Lords lose the fight. He also, like, studies the cultures of his enemy to find their, like, weaknesses and understand them and stuff. Like, he's just such an interesting character. I I really like him. Yeah. So I I only know um, the Rebels, Thrawn, but when he showed up... He left a mark on you, though, right? I think the the whole series changed when he showed up. Yeah. Like, I, (laughs) I was more... I, f- I think I got a little more into it because I was I started really liking Agent Callus, mm. and then Thrawn is 
about to figure him out. And then, mm-hmm. so it really kept me on my toes when oh, he showed up. Because I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to figure everything out. This is what's going to happen. Like, You're literally so, trying to like be a double agent and you got a fucking grand chess master like right there. It's yeah, insane. Yeah, and like yes. Thrawn is still intimidating, but in a very different way because he's like, he's so calm and quiet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he doesn't like, retaliate. He just like stares into your soul and you know you've lost because he's already figured it out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the one of the uh... trailer for Rebels season three was like one of the best trailers of all time. I think just the instant that it like that organ comes on. Oh yes. And it's like yeah. to defeat an enemy, you must know them. Oh, yeah. yeah. So good. <laughs> I was gonna say one of the one of the things that we learn as like educators for discipline management and things like that is um, proximity. Mm-hmm. So just standing close to someone yes. can make them a little uncomfortable and therefore they'll like reassess their behavior. Yes. Or so I feel like he, he does that. Like he's so calm. So it makes the other people uncomfortable to the point where they pretty much give themselves up. Yes. They assume he already knows. Yeah, because they're like, well, he figured it out. Might as well admit yeah. it. Or it's their their body language that confirms what he thinks he knows. Yeah. He also, um, in the books, figures out about battle meditation, which is he figures out the reason that Jedis and Sith change the face of the battle. It's not just like a personal thing, but like literally the force permeates out from them and affects the like chances and odds of all of their troops. And instead of like a Sith ruling during the Thrawn trilogy Thrawn is in charge and he's trying to use this fucking crazy Sith uh, uh, like wizard guy who's like just insane but he knows he needs a Sith guy to who's like, isn't he like a clone of a Jedi yeah he's like a yeah, he's like he's a, a fucked up clone <laughs> Yeah, he's a clone of a Jedi from Outbound Flight yeah yeah but it's just so interesting because we're used to seeing like force users in charge and then thrawn flips the script and he's manipulating the force Thrawn's trying to use a force user as a tool as a tool yeah man so good sorry to interrupt the show folks this is john here i wanted to let y'all know that in two weeks march 8th is our season two finale episode that's where we take all of the characters we've picked from season two And we put them into a big tournament and then one by one narrow it down until we have the best character from the entire season of Your Favorite Character Sucks. It's really stupid. It's a lot of fun. And if you don't want to miss it, please subscribe to the podcast now. And I mean like right now. Just take a second, open your phone up, hit subscribe, and then you can check out the finale. And also, if you haven't listened to the other episodes from season two, go back and check them out because in the finale, you're going to hear all of our choices. So if you don't go and listen to them uh, before March 8th or before you listen to the finale, then then that finale episode will spoil all the other episodes for you. Again, thank you for listening, whether it's your first time or whether you've stuck with us from the beginning. We really appreciate it. Now let's get back to the show and find out who the best character is in the original era of Star Wars. It's a shame we didn't have a fifth person on this show. No, I think we. I don't know. <laughs> like could have used a fifth character. character. Who would have been? I don't know. I honestly, I don't think it, we. I feel like I also, the only kind of character that Matt would choose is like C three PO. Sure. Oh yeah, the, oh, we didn't 3PO. say the droids. I think the droids are way I, better those, than the OGs. Oh yeah. The I they were my honorable mention in the other podcast in the first Star Wars <laughs> one. 
Chewbacca? That's how you do that's a you, Oh, oh my gosh, I totally I wrote that down. That's why Han is so awesome because Chewie is his best friend. Yeah, Jar Jar <laughs> is how you do a little like sidekick lame character wrong and Chewbacca is how you do it right. Chewbacca is yeah. just a cute little f- fuzzball who's also can beat the shit out of anybody for you. Yeah, what is it? The what re- I don't even know what that game is called. It's like some space chess or whatever. Yes, uh, let the win. Yeah, he was like I guess was it 3PO that was arguing? Like, yes. I can't mm-hmm. let him win, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, well, I wouldn't yeah, lose to I, I something that can... Yeah, I just watched it today. R2 yeah. makes a move. He's like, what? Oh, that was yeah. a legal move. There's nothing to get angry about. Yeah. <laughs> we need, we and need, then... Uh, I was going to say, we need Dobbs here to spout out all the quotes, but... True. Yes. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just thought it was funny because he was like, don't piss off something that can rip your arms off. And yeah. I think 3PO had just been put back together, too, or something. Mm-hmm. Which is also funny because uh, in the th- the third one, yeah, that Chewie has to put him yes. back together and he puts him back together backwards. No, I <laughs> love that. Chewie on Empire when he's like trying to help C-3PO is one of the freaking greatest. It's so endearing and like sweet. Like he's just picking yeah. up these pieces and like, uh, like he's like, I don't know what to do with this shit, but I know I need to get them all. So I'm just going to pick them all up and put them on my back. Like, yeah, it's I love it so much. I think one really good thing they do with that is with the characters that don't speak English, um, they they do a good job of making you feel what that character's feeling through yeah. their their mm. noises. Like you yes. always know when R two D two is sad. It's like oh, the yeah. saddest sound yeah. ever, and you're like, "Oh, little guy." <laughs> yeah, the amount that they can convey through between the emotion and the response in English. Yeah. Of like Han responding <laughs> to Chewie or C3PO responding R2D2. Like you can basically just you you know the lines that they're saying. Yeah, it's a full conversation still. Yeah. I also love when uh Chewie is reunited with Han in uh, Jabba's palace and mm-hmm. Han is blind and Chewie's just hugging all over him. Like it's just such a sweet character. I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean I don't there's also a whole uh, Christmas Wookiee special that we we could talk about, but I don't know how many of y'all have seen that. I don't know it well enough to talk about it. It's been yeah. so long. They go to Chewbacca's family for Christmas. It makes no fucking sense because oh why gosh. does Christmas exist in Star Wars? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, I think they, it's not called Christmas, though. It's like something adjacent to it, but it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> Christmas adjacent. Yeah, it's like... It's like, <laughs> called Christmas Eve, dude. <laughs> no, I mean like a holiday that's similar, you know. Um, all right, well... Um, Social media, I didn't give people too much time, but, uh, you know, most of the time people... Oh, you got one response. Well, most of the time people answer on this, they answer quickly and then, you know, it, it, it dies down. That's how, like, hashtags work. They're popular for a minute and then they're gone. But, yeah, again, we only got yeah. one response on our Star Wars episode, regardless of how far before I post it or how far in advance I post it. It doesn't matter. Um, apparently, and that's the winner then? Apparently Whatever Star Wars is just not popular. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be down if it's the winner because uh, Anthony Laskowski... No who said that Anakin was the best character in the prequels has come through and said that Vader is the best character in the original series. And his reason is because James Earl Jones voice is amazing, which I do need to mention. That. True. We have not yes. mentioned that. That's fucking yeah. epic. Yeah. I mean, we talked about Harrison Ford, Han Solo. We didn't talk about yeah, Carrie James Fisher. Earl Jones's voice is insanely iconic. Yeah. James Earl yeah. Jones voice. Yeah. They still use it to this day. 
on on Darth yeah. Vader character. Yeah, it's it's that's how good it is. And also, they replaced everyone in the Lion King except for James Earl Jones as Mufasa whenever they did the yeah, Lion his King. His voice is just <laughs> too good. James Earl Jones is fucking He's epic. So dude. epic. Um, oh man, it just makes every every line like, "No, I am your father." It's so good, dude. It's so much better I because find it's your his lack voice. of faith disturbing. Yes, I find it like a faith <laughs> disturbing is so great. And uh, yeah. The moment where he asks Luke to remove his mask so he could see his face is just so sad and tragic, you know. Yeah, um, he's just like a pasty dude with like bad yes, eczema on his face afterwards. If it, was, if it was James Earl Jones, but how? I mean, how did he have Luke? You know. Uh, yeah, I wish he also, was. Also, how did Anakin get fat in the suit? Oh, I um, yeah, like that bloat. Just years of years of being in a suit. He's just, just an old dude. Yeah, he's an old yeah, man. He, his suit so. didn't have the glitter boy technology to pump steroids into you constantly. Yeah, he doesn't burn <laughs> calories because his limbs are all mechanical. How does he get fat? Give me twenty years and ask me, and I'll tell you how he got fat. How does he eat though? Like he can take the mask off. Do they? Nutrient do they feed too? him. I don't think he dies because yeah, the mask is, gets taken is... off. I think he dies because his like breathing apparatus gets fucked up by the electricity from uh, Sidious. I yeah. think he has to be in like special environments to take the mask off entirely. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but he even like said he was too far gone. Yeah. yeah, he said yeah, I was I mean, too he far was gone. dying either way already at that point. But yeah, Carrie Fisher yeah. as Leia. Also fucking amazing. I love Carrie Fisher. Carrie or, you know, she's passed, Fisher but I, I loved Carrie amazing. Fisher. She Every role I see her in and also interviews it's it's so worth going on youtube and and typing in carrie fisher interviews and like watching her in interviews she's so great oh yeah she's cool she's so yeah. great yeah that's so. true she has almost no comedic points in the star wars trilogy yeah yet she is like a comedian i don't know i think it's subtle i think um you're kind of short for a stormtrooper like those are the comedic moments for her where yeah. it's like yeah she yeah. has a very dry humor <laughs> points i guess it's not jar jar stepping in in shit it's like her making like <laughs> It's like her. Oh, I'd say it's not even like Han levels of no. funny. Yeah. It's just like very few critical timing yeah. jokes. It's her yeah. like criticizing her heroes, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah, they they look like shrimps to her, you know. So, um, Billy Lord is Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yes. Um, and she makes some cameos in the last movies, which I think is really sweet because the way they do her hair is like, uh. Paying homage to Leia. Yes, mm-hmm. I thought and that she's was a cool moment. Wearing yeah. her hair in braids every time you see her. So I that really. Was sweet. Yeah. Leia invented a new hairstyle. Oh yeah. Did Wait. any of y'all's characters do that? Wait, <laughs> does anyone really rock that hairstyle? It's not a new hairstyle, but you know, it doesn't matter. She had a distinct hairstyle <laughs> for sure. Rocks, it's still new. Um, <laughs> Nobody else can put cinnamon rolls on their head and look cool. Okay. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's also. As a girl, I have to admit, it is so difficult to make your hair look just like that. You oh, have yeah. to have stupid long hair. Well, talk, yeah. talk to Carrie Fisher. Everything about, you know, the physicality of that role. Like, they made her lose weight. They had to, you know, mess with their hair. Like, all that stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, when her hair is down so in, in Jedi in the Ewok village and it's, like, down to her waist. Yeah. It's crazy. There's a really great if you go look at uh, Carrie Fisher. There's a really great moment where they're doing like an, they're honoring George Lucas for like a lifetime achievement award or something, and she goes on and just fucking roasts him for like ten like five minutes straight. It's so good. <laughs> it, she's she's so she's smart. She's such a badass. Yeah, she's very mm-hmm. smart and and funny. Her character and in real life, like she's just. Yeah. Um. 
they're like, yeah, they're in like the hallway trying to escape and they're like blasting at the stormtrooper. She's like, give me that. And just like takes the gun and like blasts a hole. Like she, she just, yeah, she takes charge. She gets stuff done. Who's, who's got the best aesthetic? I don't know if we could make that argument. Like they're all the characters. I look think great. that has to be Vader. Darth Vader. I yeah. think that's the only category he wins. Yeah. Vader probably has the best aesthetic. I think Lando's got the style. He's the only one that's pulling a cape besides later. Vader, I mean. Yeah, but yeah, Lando like, yeah. swag. But all the characters though, iconic looks. It's yeah. And I was gonna say too, I think they do a like as far as um the color of things, Luke's outfits change color. They get darker yes. in each movie. <laughs> they do a good job of like playing um, which, with the themes in their outfits. Yeah. Um as, again, plot like plot drivers. How do you argue? They're all plot drivers. Yeah, that's another thing that makes the original so good is they all are integral to the plot. Yeah, but it is such a it's such a big character base as well. Like you obviously have your three biggest characters, but there's so many other characters that if they weren't there, like what would you do? Yeah. I mean, seriously, Thrawn, Darth Vader, Leia, Han, like they all, yeah. you can't argue. Mm-hmm. They all drive the plot so much. Like what? who could who could win that? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But there's also, I feel like there's parts of Han's specific plots that have nothing to do with a rebellion, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. But they drive the plot of the, of the story. Yeah. I definitely think Han is the like integral piece of the plot in Star Wars trilogy. Th- and in a lot of the Thrawn trilogy, in that he connects Luke and Leia yes. and like the rest of the stories together. He, yeah. um, I think he, he and Luke have the best arcs of of the uh, Star Wars, the original Star Wars, because we see Han like like we said learn to love people and and all that stuff, and then Luke obviously has to go through a lot of change as he goes from like wanting to avenge to going to redeem instead of avenge, you know? Yeah. I think Leia is just like always a badass. Oh yeah, something I really wanted to mention about the honorable mention of Obi Wan is when he literally just straight up lies to Luke so <laughs> that he can train him to kill Vader. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he tells him later he's like, "Well, I kind of told the truth. I mean, yeah, the real Anakin's dead, you know." Well, and even Darth Vader claims in Rebels he's like, "Anakin's dead." Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's harkening back to that line, I'm sure. All right. I mean, does anybody else want to say anything in, in defense of their characters, or are we ready to go? Oh, I don't think I have anything left to say for Han. We're all ready? I yeah. think so. All right. Um, let's do it then. Three, two, one. Leia. Leia? Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Oh, fuck. I fucked it up. Uh, you cheated. You cheated. I did cheat. I was going to say Leia. But I, 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 was, I was leaning most towards Leia. He just didn't want to give me two consecutive wins. No, not at all. I don't care about that at all. It's like, for me, this podcast is about figuring out the truth. And the truth is that Leia is the best character. No, it's about winning. Uh, regardless of what I say. I was going to say Leia or... I mean, I think it's a real tight. It's close, man. Uh, it's very close. Top four. Wait, so was it three Leia's and one? It was me. I, I chickened out. Abstaining? It was one, like, I almost <laughs> said Leia, but then I was like, oh, but Thrawn and Darth Vader, I don't know. They're so good. And then I and then I faltered. 
You can't call so, the I mean, countdown yourself when you're not ready. Vader are all top tier characters by like a long shot well, in any media. And Thrawn's probably the good fifth. I do the countdown all the time when I'm not ready. And I'm like, I force myself to be ready. And then I still, I, mm. I couldn't do it this time. But it's I'm good. I'm generally pretty certain by the end. Leia, I'm not, man. I like all these characters so much. Yeah, um, I like them. But who's the best character? Like I said, I knew this is how it was going to be because Curry, Emily, and I all wanted to choose Leia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I like I of... said, she carries the trio. She carries. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell, but I'm just staring blankly. Oh, I know. <laughs> You're doing a Thrawn. <laughs> I'm wishing you were dead like Matt right now. <laughs> yeah. But either way, we got, you know, we talked about Thrawn on here, which is good because I feel like he needs more representation. He, people need to know yeah. about Yeah, I knew Thrawn wasn't going to win, but, you know, I, I got to spread awareness. I'm glad. Boy. No, I, I, I wanted you to. Um, yeah. Or I, I was going to if you didn't. Um, yeah. Okay. So, that being said, I think Leia is still the best character in the Thrawn trilogy. I can't believe it. We did it again. We figured out who the best character is and whatever we're talking about, despite the podcast being called Your Favorite Character Sucks. Now the only question is, what should we do next? You can help us decide by following us at YFCS Pod on Instagram and Twitter and telling us which show, movie, series, book you think we should do. Until then, hit that subscribe button and catch us on the next episode. Thanks for listening.